to Let's Talk About Thrones, House of Dragon Edition, episode 108, at least of House of Dragon it was anyway, and I don't remember the name of this one, so I'm going to ask one of my co-hosts, Anthony, to uh, let us know if he knows what the name of it is. Oh, you 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 humor me. Um, welcome back, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. We, we missed you for the last couple of weeks. Yes. I yeah. missed you. I appreciate that. I totally appreciate that. All right. Well, Th- this one was the called, other voice that you heard. Th- this one's called <laughs> Lord of the Tides, by the way. Lord of the Tides. Lord of the Tides. That is appropriate. All right. And the other voice, of course, that you heard was our other co-host, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. So <laughs> sorry. we're going to dive in here, but having listened to your commentary on the episodes that I missed talking about with you, I understand that there's an opportunity for me to maybe come up to speed on ranting about our mutual agreement that the show is too goddamn dark. Yes. But apparently the whole world believes this. I I finally flipped. I am now on the I'm now convinced that the show is indeed at least certain scenes are indeed too damned dark in your Yeah. Words. So I'm on vacation and how am I finding this out? Not by watching cuz I wasn't caught up yet. No, no, no. I'm finding out that Game of Thrones House of Dragon is too dark on the news. <laughs> like you can't even get away from it on vacation. It's just ridiculous. So I was prepared. I was prepared. I I set myself up in the darkest room I could find in the house with the TV on and I put it on uh I don't know, super duper bright room mode just to be ready for it. And I still still couldn't see what was happening in some of those scenes that everybody's complaining about. And specifically, there are the scenes with Daenerys and Damon on the beach, with Aegon. Is, no, Aaron? Who, I don't know. The younger son going and attempting to and succeeding in riding the dragon and the fight that ensues thereafter. And I ultimately ended up turning audio description on so that I could tell what the hell was happening. Ridiculous. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. But let's get past that, shall we? I just want to point out that it's made worse by the fact that those scenes were filmed during the daytime and then they artificially lowered the brightness of it in order to create a false sense of darkness. And they just, they cranked them, they they went ahead and cranked it all the way on. Way too far. They they took the darkness to 11. The explanation officially? From HBO is it was artistic decision. Okay. Fuck your artistic decision. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's just that's ridiculous. That's so, absolutely ridiculous. So they're just preparing us for season for episode ten when it's just gonna be completely black screen with just subtitles and people talking. <laughs> they, well, don't, they only not. have to film it. They're just gonna have a black screen. I hope not. The good news is that I saw stuff better in episode one oh eight. So, you know. Uh, it wasn't as dark, and that's probably a good thing. Let's um, 
let's dive into this one. This there was so much that kind of uh, in in my opinion happened as we saw families or a family, if you will, families come together, the house come houses come together, and uh, we saw. Well, I'm just gonna you know jump to the big spoiler. We think the king finally died. Good God, like longest drawn out death ever. And we also saw in yet another misunderstood, misconstrued conversation with Allison. <laughs> oh man, these people need a comms manager. <laughs> So those were my big takeaways from here. Um, Anyone else want to weigh in? Yeah. I mean, this was like the, the incongruousness of like a man rotting, a man being sliced in half, a pig for dinner and a guy with no eye. (laughs) That was was funny. So gross. (laughs) Yeah. But it was good. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Anthony, what are your big takeaways? What I what, uh, thirty second? I I I love this episode, and I think um, the two the two most important things uh, one from the show and one from behind the scenes. Um, the one from the show is that Damon actually looks like he cares about his brother for the mm-hmm. first time. He's actually has an air of concern about him. Mm-hmm. And the thing from behind the scenes is, can we all just can we all just stand in awe and admire Patty Considine's yeah. portrayal of Viserys in this episode? Yeah, Ugh. holy shit, he nailed it. It was so convincing and so heart wrenching to watch every scene he was in. It was amazing. A masterclass on how to die slowly on screen. <laughs> It was just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it, it really, like, I have to admit, uh, as I sit here and side type uh, emails about my dad's memorial service, that um, it was painful for me to watch. Like, I was like, Matt was like, are you okay? And I was like tensing up on the couch because like, they he really nailed the physical effort of age in a way that I saw firsthand. I mean, like towards the end, my dad couldn't walk and he had to be lifted out of bed into a wheelchair using one of those, um, they're like little flying tents. And I can't remember Hoyer lifts. And so they would put the Hoyer lift under him, lift him up, put him in the thing, put his shoes on. Like the physical effort of being very old was so completely nailed. Uh, that I just was like uncomfortable. I'll never watch this episode again. <laughs> like, I, it was a lot. I really like when, when the king is walking into the throne room, into the, the great hall, and he's walking in. Anytime the camera is focused on um, Viserys from the front and you're seeing him from the front, he looks old and he looks uh, uh, like he's laboring through the walk but he looks like he's still standing tall. And then you see him from the side and he's literally hunched over a quarter oh. of his height. And that's true that my dad did that. He would you like, know? like but, roll over in the chair, you know, yeah. like they just curl. That, 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 that contrast between the head on view of him still standing tall and regal and, and understanding oh. his place. And then the side view of just how frail he was. 
such great filming. It was, I mean, I'm glad we could see it. I'm glad there was lights on this time. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved the, this is a weird thing to like, but the, when people are about to go, if they're in like a wasting disease, like they look, they look gaunt and hollow and not just in their eye socket, but other places, like they just lose their, their fat. Uh, they lose interest in food. Like they're basically, you know, it's really, they just nailed it. And then yeah. like the effort that it took for him to like, just get the thing done, you know? Yep. And yep. while we've seen him largely as a weak King this entire time, yeah. and I wouldn't argue that this episode changed, changes that significantly. He came to the court and to the dinner table with a conviction. He had yeah. something he was going to accomplish. He, in his mind, was going to set things right. And and I love even the way he approached it when he gets up on the throne and he says, forgive me for being confused. And I knew exactly where they were going with that. And I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. It was Columbo. Uh, one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> what the what the f are you doing? Yeah. By the way, I'm half dead, and I'm still in. I'm still going to be sarcastic about your stupidity. And <laughs> the Saris has always had one, one conviction, which is family first. Which I think for a bunch of Targaryens is pretty novel, right? Like his father Jaehaerys was very family, you know, oriented until his daughter started to really piss him off, um, and. Between the two of them, they had, what, 80 years of peace? The book said Jahara, uh, Viserys, the king here, died at 52, which is, I think, the saddest thing I've ever heard, if that's 52 years old in Westeros. But uh, he did have an illness, a wasting illness. Ooh. Yeah, that was rough. Well, he's – I mean, they didn't really try to ever make him look – decent except yeah. in that first season right so uh, or first season in that first episode right so um yeah wow uh, i i want to talk uh, a little bit about damon you mentioned that we get the feeling that damon actually cares for his brother i got a little declemmed when he yeah. helped him up the throne yeah that was emotional too like yeah, especially point, since he, he'd, already, he'd already passed off the help of anyone else and then he was trying to pass off the help of Damon as well until he saw that it was Damon and then he lets Damon help him. Yeah. And it was like this, this last moment of brotherly brotherliness between them. Well, yeah. I mean, the last moment of brotherliness might've been when he took his sword to the person who accused his grandsons of being bastards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have your tongue for this. He can keep his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> and they showed that the tongue was still there. That was I was what like, was... what is that thing? Oh, my God, it's a tongue. Yeah. And I think that I think that, that one part actually, it cemented like three things, right? It cemented that, that Damon is not there to take any shit from anybody. Um, and, he's, and he's going to stand up for his wife, his niece, his the mother of his soon-to-be child. Um, or the soon-to-be mother of his child. There you go. And also, it demonstrates just how good he is with his sword. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just It's hard a, to cut 
cut a person in slice wise like that. <laughs> and save the tongue. And sa- yeah. And not even nick the tongue. Like it God, was just- I'm never gonna eat tongue again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was it was really really amazing. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Now we got a little bit more insight into Allison, and I noticed that in the episode you recorded last, you didn't really dive into the progression of Allison's character in those two episodes. She's a brat. We That's saw. Her progression. A new side of her where she's now not putting up with shit. She's had it and she wants to make sure her uh, miserable son, as miserable as he is, gets on the throne. Literally a wanker. Literally a wanker. By the way, yes, I loved – that was great. And in this episode, she not – while she gives him shit for it, she – Basically manipulates his rape victim. Oh yeah, and then you know it happened. It definitely has happened before. That's the thing. Like you get the right. It's not right. surprise. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And here's the other thing: we never saw her that 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 young lady again. That could have been the 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 anti-pregnancy tea. That could have been. Oh, it totally was. It, no, no, no. I think it. I think it was that. It also, I'm just saying, it could have been something that just removed her from the scene entirely. Wouldn't they tell us that? Like, wouldn't they? Would why why leave that hanging? Mm, I can uh, storytelling later on. You find out that Allison had actually been killing all these little girls that that he was forcibly bedding. Yeah, maybe. What? I mean. That would be pretty awful. Because, like, but, later on, but, when when the when she says, "Where's she?" The, just sends them to Lara Strong. Like, here's another one. Yeah, where where's this girl? That you know, <sighs> the the lady is supposed to be getting the children ready, and she's and she didn't say, "Oh, she's you know, blah 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 blah." She has this look on her face, like, "Oh yeah, she's not coming back." <sighs> they send them to a farm. That's terrible. They, I think they send them <laughs> to the jails, and that's part of the preview we saw for the next episode. But I could be mm. wrong on that. Is nobody good? No. Nobody's good. This is Game of well, Thrones. Nobody's good. <laughs> for a moment, for a moment, we saw good Allison again. For a moment, at the toasts at dinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Reyna is the bigger person and makes uh, – Rhaenyra – sorry, not Rhaenyra. Uh, Rhaenyra is, uh, makes the uh, first toast – and apologizes to the queen and honors the queen. And so Allison toasts, toasts her back. They have a moment later where she genuinely, we get the feeling anyway, anyway that genuine. she genuinely wants her to stay there and is happy that she's going to come back. But then, of course, that all gets messed up when – in his dying breaths, the king confuses Alicent for his daughter, Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. Yep. And in yet another convoluted, misunderstood conversation, Alicent takes away from that that her son should become king. King the Winker. The rapey one. Yeah, King, king <laughs> Winker, the rapist. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
What it's, a mess. At least they didn't show the rape this time. Like, yeah. It's, ugh. I I honestly felt that that was very well done. And isn't this another episode that was done by that female director? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is her third and final of the first season, yeah. So we didn't see anything, but as soon as you saw that woman crying, you knew yeah. what was happening. You don't yep. need to see the thing to know what happened, and that's right. really important. And that was, I felt, very well done. Mm-hmm. And also, it's more likely that you will encounter a rape victim, in all seriousness, after, not during. And so showing what that is like is so powerful. Yeah, it's it's really just too bad there are so many gas lamps in the room. Yeah. Oh, boy, were they being <laughs> gaslit. Ooh. Yeah, but this, this is not... This is not Allison's first tourney with it, as as you yeah. said earlier. Um, I don't, um uh, another note thing of note. Well, first of all, yeah, did you have a finishing thought here? Because well, that was my finishing thought. Yeah, my other notes were big episode for Rainiera and the actress that plays her, Emma Darcy. Uh, who? Yeah, a lot of good stuff going on here. There's a lot of like. Like, she's a subtle actress for all that she's flouncing and pouncing about, you know, like, she's very watchful. She's very nervous. She's, she knows her vulnerability. Like, it's, um, it, you know, and that scene where she's at her father's bedside and just weeping, like, you have to give me more resources. Really difficult. Like, really difficult. That was another great scene, too. Yeah. Because I think, we all looked at that as, yeah, good luck. He's He doesn't have a breath left, basically. Yeah. But he pulls it together. And and I think this is another important thing to talk about. As soon as they visit him, he is asking for his tea. And Damon immediately smells it after he drinks it and knows that something's up. That yeah. they're giving him uh, milk of the poppy, which what the the morphine of then. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, they're claiming just him drunk, drugged up the entire time, like he's right, claiming that it's for his own good, which is to a some true. extent probably, it's probably a little fair, true. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also keeping him out of the way because we see that Allison and her father are basically running things. Yeah. And they're not doing a bad job. That's the thing that keeps it from being ham-fisted. Like, yep. they're running the country. They are they don't have a lot of energy behind it because nobody in that room has a lot of energy. But they're, they're, they're not doing a terrible job. They're competent managers, and she's a public-facing, at least, uh, liked figure. I did like how her um, outfit has changed from sort of soft and flowy to I'm at war and I'm using religion as my shield. Mm-hmm. Um sort of thing like she's got the seven pointed star right there and her clothing is very severe mm-hmm. um which i think is you know great uh so um yeah so, i i thought this episode was so strong something else i noticed was that in the small chamber or the small council in the cham in the king's chamber in the small whatever you know what i mean yeah the queen allison is at the head of the table yeah but when it comes time for the official proceedings the hand her father is actually the one holding the proceeding 
Mm-hmm. Which I noticed that too. Which shows that they're they're playing the game properly. Like she speaks for the king in private; he speaks for the king in public. Yeah, which is likely the way that it Savvy. Would, yeah it should have gone. Yeah. Hmm. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that makes complete sense. That makes complete sense. So I spent a good five minutes trying to figure out which children were marrying which children until I realized there was like a little internet uh, meme, uh, like a banyan board that was like uh, (laughs) explaining how interwoven, politely interwoven these people are. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that we learned of the betrothal of respective uh, children to each other at the same time that they learn about it basically. Yeah. yeah. And they seem okay with it. Like everybody they, knew they were going to marry somebody. It was like, well, which cousin am I marrying? Which Yeah. So they apparently have been well groomed. And they also meaning that they've been trained that, you know, this is how this is going to work. And uh, it clearly wasn't a big surprise. And I think also as a demonstration of that training, we had the scene where Jace is learning High Valyrian, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. Like suddenly this arguably bratty little kid who was skulky about being a bastard before is now taking initiative. Yeah. Um, I also like a lot how um, – uh, Amond, the the tall like how the roles have reversed, which is like the nasty wanker rapist is now sort of short and small and and diminished, and his brother who rides the dragon is like a god, and like Damon, he's like a second Damon and a warrior and a warrior, right? Well, because he doesn't have the he doesn't have the pressures of um. Uh, of of the the throne and and all that stuff on him, he's not the firstborn son, so he doesn't have to worry about all of those things. Uh, he can kind of concentrate on what he wants to concentrate on, which is kind of how Damon turned out, you know, right? He, he just like Damon, yeah, right. Um, There's a great moment in that dinner scene where they just eye each other, like, yep, oh yeah, you're me, yeah. And you said that right; it was just one eye, so it was. It was <laughs> Just eyeing him. Just, he just eyed each other. <laughs> Not eyesing him. Don't be so, anti-eyest. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so while we're picking on him, I have to admit, the moment with the pig was funny. Yeah. Now, granted, it set everything in motion that ended up bad for this episode, but that was a funny moment, and I wonder if that was a coincidence or if the kids no. planned it. No, no, no you you can see from the very beginning that they don't like each other very much. Right. So th- that was just right. kind of like capping it off. Like, you know, even if the parents are thinking that things might calm down and might mellow out and, and might blow over a little bit, the kids have only ever known this animosity between the, between the families. Hmm. So and speaking they're not going to be animosity, so easy to, to forget. Yeah. Yeah. It's a and, strong animosity. Every, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. That was that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of that animosity, I thought one of the other both nice moves tied up in a uh, a, a complete s- uh, slam 
on Aegon was when Jace asked Aegon's wife to a dance. Yeah. Right after his wife basically proclaimed that husbands are useless except when they're drunk and they want to screw you. Oh, my God. And their <laughs> brother and sister. <laughs> I just can't. It's so hard yeah. for me to just take all this at face value without going, they're brother and sister. I guess a side note with Damon and Amond, Damon and Amond, you can't slice your nephew uh, crosswise. Right? Wait, what? Well, he's he basically was implying, well, he never said bastard. Sorry. Uh, scratch that. I was just thinking like double standard, but then I was like, no, they're... There, uh, he didn't actually come out and say it. Just, just, he said, strong, strong. He said strong. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They're so strong. Don't you think they're strong? All right. So let's talk about the, uh, unarguable truth. It has to come. God is a woman, Richard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> it. It has to come to pass that them not being of True Blood is going to be the big reason that they don't get the throne, right? I mean, there's uh, how can that stand? Just because the king says no, it's real, it ain't real. Everybody knows it ain't real. That I think is what's going to because because of the conversation that that Viserys had with Rhaenyra, except he told Alicent. Um, I think that's going to spark Alicent to pursue things, and that's going to be their main claim, especially now that Viserys is gone. There's no one there to legitimize anything any longer, so it's going to come down to queen versus queen. The queen of the past and the queen of the present. The blacks and the greens. Queen yep. versus queen. Coming yep. to your TV. Let's get ready so, to murder. I'm trying to remember <laughs> the next episode scenes do we ever actually see Rhaenyra on the throne do we see that she has succeeded her father no mm -hmm. not in the preview do you think we'll find out who does in the next episode short term oh, yeah. yes oh yeah short term yeah it It'll take the second season before things get fleshed out fully, especially for those that haven't read The Family Trees. Um, but, yeah, it'll be next season before we finally get a, a resolution. This season, we've got two episodes left. We will... The next episode will be the beginning of the conflict, and then the episode after that will be setting up for the next season. My husband, Matt, was like, oh, so this is what it's all been leading up to. I was like, uh-huh. Well, it's funny like you said that it. a lot in the last episode of this podcast that each episode has been a building episode and, and then another building episode and then another building episode. Now we're finally here. Finally. So I, I, I hope I we see something think, happen fast. I still think we are not going to get any action as far as the main plot you know the dance of the dragons the Ugh. civil war i don't think we're going to get that until the very end like maybe the second half of episode 10 and i think okay i think this whole season do you season, think they'll use the penultimate the way they have used the penultimate in the past as a banger though um 
well, I think I think next episode is definitely going to be one that that really it, it begins to pay off all the buildup we've had, but I don't think it's going to be the big thing that is going to really launch us into the next season. I mean, we have to have a really good reason to watch next season. And I think this episode was fantastic. But when you were talking about the last few episodes, you kind of expressed the feeling that I have is which is that you they they're fighting against us wanting to stay interested in too many ways. And I hope that they have enough hooks in these next two episodes that people come back for season two. Right. I mean, more people are watching this show than any of the other shows that are out there. So, you know, I don't know what the drop off has been, but they have a pretty strong, uh, like audience. Audience. Yeah. Yeah. Audience size. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think next episode is going to be like if you were if you were to compare the Dance of the Dragons, this civil war that we've been wanting to watch this whole time, to a candle. Next episode will be like we've formed the candle at this point. The wick is ready and everything else. I think next episode will light the flame, and I think the tenth episode will begin to burn the wax. And I think next episode, next season will be the actual. The actual Wildfire. consumption of the of the of the candle, yeah. Wow, that's the candle that's, will reach the wildfire. You are you are um, you've spent too much time with Tom. Is all I can say. It's like <laughs> it's so true, it's so true. The metaphor king, king so, of the metaphor. Um, one thing, one thing I want to bring up before I forget: Helena Targaryen, the uh, Allison's daughter, the middle child. I think she's the I mean, she might be the youngest. I mean, she, is she the youngest? I think she's the youngest. She married Aegon. They are wed. She is possibly a green seer or a dreamer, depending on which way you want to go with that. Because the, the Targaryens had the dreamers, such as Aegon the First, you know, Aegon the Conqueror with the with the big dream, and and um, the one that left Old Valeria with the dream that, that they had. Or she's a green seer like um, like Bran was, where she can commune with animals and things like that. Um, she's had a few prophecies and mutterances under her breath throughout the show, uh, such as when Queen Alicent told Aegon one day you'll ha- or told um, told Aemond like one day you'll have a dragon too, and then she whispers he'll have to lose an eye, you know, like little things like that that have come through. In this episode, she says, "Beware the monster that lurks beneath the boards." Mm. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how that's going to pay off. Like, what is that going to mean next time? Well, it almost came true immediately, even though it's probably not what she meant. But while everybody was atop the table toasting each other, there's un. You know, there, there's still this pent up um, uh, 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 aggression, angst, if that's yeah. the right word, angst uh, between everybody at that table that's not being spoken about. So metaphorically, that's kind of already true. But if there's a literal implementation of that, I'd that's going to be cool. Yeah. 
And, mm. and certain other things, like uh, when she was playing with the centipede or the millipede or whatever uh, several episodes ago, <clears throat> she was talking about the, the – they were talking about the kings or the, the lines of succession or something along those lines. And she said, the last one doesn't have any legs. And it's meant to look like she's talking about the last segment of the centipede, but right. we all know that Brandon, Brandon doesn't have any legs. Hmm. So she's no. she's been prophesizing she's been prophesizing Whoa. this whole time in like a literal sense. So okay, I didn't make that connection. That's, that's pretty cool. awesome. Yeah. So beware the All monster right. beneath the boards. That's yeah, literal. We have to look for that. We have to look for that. All right. So I have questions for both of you, as I always do, because mm. you know I get lost in some of this. You mean beyond we, the names? We saw, yeah, Beyond the Names. I write those down to remember those. So Beyond the Damon, Names in the Darkness. There's our episode title. <laughs> Damon went and got himself some more dragon eggs. What's the significance? Is that just showing, oh, they do that? They have three more kids. Or two more kids and one on the way. Got it. Okay. And remember when um, Rhaenyra introduced two little cute, definitely Targaryen blonde children to right. well, the Right. Well, yeah, clearly they are yep. their kids. Yeah, and yeah. she's pregnant, so yeah. So that's three eggs, three kids. Yep. Got it. Okay. And right. that was on Dragonstone, by the way, in the same mm-hmm. cave structures that uh, that Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen yeah. were wandering around in, seeing the glyphs of the first men. It was cool to see him, like, skinny down the, the, the thing chasm. and pull the yeah. dragon eggs out of the, out of the earth stuff. <laughs> I thought I thought at first he was actually like smashing into dragon glass. You know, he had found like yeah. a pile of obsidian down there or something like that. And I was like, that could be interesting. Oh, and then he pulled the dra- the egg out of there and I was like, oh, that uh, makes sense too. Okay. Else. That's like mm-hmm. that's like dragon afterbirth. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, so my other question, and this is probably more toward you Anthony cuz you pay attention to this. The titles. I mean, in this episode, aren't the with those two married now? With uh, Damon and Renera married, aren't the bloodlines even more complicated now? Yes, uh, certain ones. Uh, so the title sequence changes each time according to how the story is laying out, and unfortunately, this is one of my deep dark secrets. I'm not smart enough or fast enough to catch all those. They and go I, so fast. I and I haven't that. watched the uh, the breakdowns that I usually watch that lay that stuff out for me. Got it. Okay. So right. I'm sure but it did presumably, change, but I'm not, I'm not quick enough to catch I don't know it. how anybody tracks it. I mean, the only way that you do is you've got to be stopping it, looking at frames. You have to know all of the crests for all the houses. And I mean, that's not where my brain is. I'm enjoying this. Right. I'm not that... <laughs> I'm not enjoying it that much. Although I will say that watching the title sequence on this episode was the first time that I had a visceral reaction to the fact that there's blood flowing down all these rocks. Ooh, you know what? It's funny you say that because I specifically noticed blood and it seemed really like blood. Like for the first, not like CG, it seemed like it seemed really bloody blood. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but right. I had a similar reaction. Wow. Yeah, I reacted differently to this title sequence than I have previous, and I don't huh. know why. Interesting. And then I know at the beginning, 
we 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 really didn't want to see the doctor and his niece hook up, but they did, and they have, and mm-hmm. that's where the story's going. So, where are you on that, Jenny? I don't want to watch it. I don't think we're going to have to be suffered to watch it a lot. Uh, well, hey, I, it was so dark you didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's their family tradition. It's not unknown in the royal families uh, of our real world. Um, I think it's icky. Uh, but what are you going to do? That's how it was written. And that's like a central tenant of the thing. And and let's keep in mind that, that Aegon. She didn't marry her when she was 14. Aegon right. and Helena are brother and sister, like direct brother and sister, yeah. and they're married. So yeah, they're not like, showing even, them even, even having. On, yeah, coitus, even on Allison's though. side, it's not like even she's embraced it to a, to a certain degree, apparently. Because her children, her oldest and her yeah. youngest, are are shagging up and apparently not getting it on because he's, you know. Playing yeah. with, with serving girls. No, that's serving girls is about power. It has nothing to do with whether you like your wife or not. It's just a power thing. That's what rape is. It's power. Fair. Yep. Meanwhile, yep. we don't know what Amon is doing <laughs> with his one uh-huh. eye. Yeah. With my one eye, I spy. And did uh, anybody else notice that Aegon Targaryen kind of looks like Billy Corgan? <laughs> just no. me? Just I was expecting me. to break out into song halfway through this episode. I'm an I, asshole. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, and I'm disappointed in that too, because I felt as if the moment where he took control of that dragon, whether it was ill gotten or not, was a moment of triumph for someone that was always the butt of the joke, right? And I, I really wanted that to work out well but you know that's not how this show goes right right you don't you don't really have nice moments that you can enjoy everything always goes wrong and jenny the song you were thinking of for Aegon was despite all my rage i'm still a rapist in a cage oh god terrible it is okay on that how about some closing thoughts yeah on this, my closing episode. thought is ew, ew, <laughs> ew. <laughs> That's Jenny's summary for the uh, for the entire yeah. the entire Game of Thrones universe is fascinating, but ew. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, fascinating. Oh, <laughs> Anthony. Um, it was nice to have this moment of peace, if, if even if it was only for about three minutes as the king left the dining chamber. Yeah. There won't be, Uh, there there won't be any more peace. I I have a feeling that the peace has passed. The next peace we will see is when Bran takes the throne in a hundred and whatever years. Holy shit. Wow. Okay. (laughs) All right. Wow. Well, um, my, I have two thoughts in closing. One is that again, the along the lines of the piece, there were some genuine heartfelt moments in this episode between characters that I appreciated and that were touching. And I'm glad they did that because we haven't had 
an opportunity to really care about people in a way like like because we understand that there's a good person in there somewhere. Mm. So I liked that they gave us that to hold on to for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and, and the, the other thing just generally is this is, this is like that. Um, and, and I don't, I forget which one I'm thinking of, but this is, Somewhat Shakespearean in it's a, a tragedy because it's a comedy of errors, right? Like this, this tragedy that is going to ensue is likely driven by Alicent because of a misunderstanding and so much that has happened in this is show. Is it a misunderstanding or is she really trying hard to misunderstand? I, I mean, <laughs> If you don't know what the Song of Ice and Fire is, and if you hear Aegon it, it, it coming out of your dying husband's mm. thing and, or, or, um, uh, you know, breath and out of his side, I, side mouth. I, I, yes, I, right. I, I don't think she was stretching. I understand why she concluded what she concluded. And I don't think she was looking to hear that. I mean, maybe, but I felt like she, her head was in a different space at that point. And he completely turned it around because she misunderstood him. Yeah. Kills me. Just kills me. All right. So I'm frustrated. I'm going to leave this episode frustrated. Uh, if you want to hear more about me being frustrated about anything, you can probably find out more about that on Twitter at Richard Gunther and uh, Anthony. If somebody wanted to find out more about what you're up to or what you have to think about anything, where would they go? Uh, honestly, you can go to anthonylemos.com. I've got a website with a couple blogs of some thoughtful posts that I've posted and a lot of photography up there. So go on over there. A lot there of amazing, can, beautiful photographs and, up there. And you can find all my socials there too. So yeah, anthonylemos.com. And the final word goes to Jenny. If people want to hear more from you, what do you want to point them to? Well, we've got this thing called the Fulcrum Feed. Uh, Fulcrum I heard about that last week. Dot com, uh, where we're doing a lot of talking about Star Wars. We're doing a lot of little bit of talking about Rings of Power. Uh, we uh, have a great episode coming up soon uh, where I talk to Brian a bit about the music of Star Wars. Nice. And that's fulcrumfeed.com. Yep. All right. And I think the to get these through, the, the rule is you have to say it three times. So that's <laughs> fulcrumfeed.com. Thanks. Also, links in the show notes. I know because I write the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> You're so good. <laughs> I, I hate show notes. <laughs> All right. See y'all.